Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good afternoon, everyone. And we are here this afternoon with the Lunch with Lawson series to talk about the quote-unquote BF of politics. And it's just amazing to know you know, how our government works and the way in which we interact with our government on a regular day. Mr. Uh, Laughlin Fox will be with us shortly. We want to just let you know a few other things before we bring this to Arts on. Arts has a profound privilege of actually walking in the parade to support the Latino community and the Puerto Rican community. Yesterday in the Puerto Rican Day Parade in New York City. What a beautiful day that he had the opportunity to do that and be like having support by the Puerto Rican Day Parade as well as supporting their community. So without further ado, we're going to bring on Mr. Laughlin Hart. Good afternoon, Laughlin. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I was uh, dialing the wrong number repeatedly to get into the show and finally got it right. So for any other callers that out there that are uh, – uh, doing the same thing, just uh, persistence pays off. I'm the evidence for that. <laughs> yes. I was I was just sharing the profound privilege it was that you and your team had the opportunity yes. to walk in the parade yesterday with the Puerto yes. Rican Day, with the Puerto Rican community and the Latino yes. community. You know, yes. and. Uh, and I was also sharing with our audience today that you will be talking about the what we cannot say on the air, the BS exactly. of politics. The BS of politics. <laughs> That's right. You know, as yeah. one of the, you know, as we get into this conversation today, one of the things I was just sharing uh, with our audience while we were waiting for you to come on is that how the BS of politics plays so much importantly into even your support of the Latin community yesterday, like instead of us talking about things, actually taking yes. the actions to be with the community and show them that yes. their government is supporting them and that their candidates are looking to support them. Yes, yes. No. So walking yes. without further ado, if you would begin to get into, you know, your thoughts on politics, like the BS of politics, like what, what is your background on that? What, do you, what is there for you to... Share with us about this topic. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, and I, uh, you know, it is an interesting title for the show, right, The BS of Politics. And, and uh, you know, people said, well, can't you call it the, how about the nonsense of politics or the, you know, stupidity of politics? And, and, you know, it's just, you could, right, but it doesn't really say what it's there when you say it's just the BS of politics. And, uh, you know, one of the things that has been, I don't know, surprising, interesting, enlightening to me in the in terms of the campaign because, you know, everyone wants to know just like any plat you know, any candidate, well, what's your platform? What are you gonna do? What do you stand for? And, you know, that's clearly something you should have if you're gonna be running for president. But um one of the things that's just been amazing is that it 
the most part, a lot of all you have to say is, well, I'm not the other candidates, and they say, well, great, I'll vote for you. <laughs> so <laughs> it's almost enough to just not be the people that they already know are running that they're going to say, okay, we'll get behind you, And uh, which speaks to, uh, you know, the, the topic in terms of the BS of politics because, again, as, as a candidate, I'm running for something, right? We're running for the uh, kind of... Uh, conversation and engagement and uh, involvement in politics that we're really out to promote rather than running against another candidate. And uh, so when I talk about the, the BS of politics or the nonsense, nonsense of politics or whatever, I want to make, make it very, very clear up front that it's not, oh, this candidate is just full of it and this candidate is just full of it. And, you know, and maybe they are, but that's, not the point of this, is that what what we have is a political system and a political environment, or the way that we say it in the campaign, a, a political context or a context in which all of the political happenings happen, and in this case the election happens, that just results in tons and tons of BS, but no real facts about that leave you with okay, this person is actually better equipped to lead the country. So when we talk about the BS of politics, it's not as an attack on any individual candidate. It's simply about there's, a, there's kind of a condition that we're in that, is, that has a campaign be basically one big popularity contest where if I'm a candidate, I'm going to say whatever I think is going to get you to vote for me. That's the game, is to get your vote. It's not to actually put out what I'm going to do to have the country be better unless I think saying that is going to get your vote, right? So um, in, in line with the parade yesterday, and again, I can't, it was, you know, and as a candidate, maybe you're not supposed to say this, but it was a blast. It was a blast. It was, I mean, it was, impactful it was it was you know the the be with that community i mean but it was just so much fun and uh you know one of the things i think that's really on the you know kind of hearts and minds of people right is this whole business that happened with regard to the immigration policy and the laws that were passed in arizona which is now a pending case for the supreme court and it certainly looks like the supreme court is leaning on the side of arizona and it's a very highly charged issue, obviously, and a very emotional issue. But well, as the vote, yeah. One thing I'm sorry to interrupt, Lachlan, I just wanted to hone in on something that you said is so important, and then we also have a caller who wants to speak oh. with you, Ralph. Okay. So, before, so, caller, we just ask that you hold on for one moment for 30 seconds. Lachlan, I want to bring out and illuminate something very important you said. You said it was a blast being there, and I think that that's yeah. something that our candidates feel, oh, I can't say that, but it was fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was so fun. Right, and, that, and that's the thing, that you are a person who's willing to be authentic. Not to say our other candidates are not authentic, but there that's is right. a, a, a prerequisite that says we can't be human. That's right. And that's right. You're bringing, and you're so bringing out the human side of yourself, which as like someone who's representing the, the public, you're also yes. giving credence 
giving credence to people to say, hey, it's okay to be yourself. Exactly. I'm, I'm really human. Is. And I, so I just want to bring out that side to our audience that not that, you know, we're trying to make Lachlan Arts look good, more that Lachlan right. is just being Lachlan. And, and it's right. the thing, you have the opportunity to just be yourself as well. So, Lachlan, can we yeah. bring on this caller? Is that okay with you? Well, absolutely. I would love that. It's much better to listen to somebody else than me for the whole time. So let's go. Yeah. Hello there. You are on the air, and you're from New York. And may I ask who you're, who's calling? Can you let us know your this your first name? My name is Consuelo, and what is your name? Oh, this is Gail Consuelo. Welcome aboard, and you're talking with Lachlan Arts. So this is great, Consuelo. So welcome to the Lunch with Lachlan series, and I'm sure you've been listening while you've been on hold, you know, about what Lachlan has been sharing. So please, any thoughts that you'd like to share, Lachlan, please do so. Um, well, first, I just want to say that I uh, am going to have to get off in five minutes, unfortunately. But, um, but uh, yeah, I wanted to know really what how um, it went out the, for the Puerto Rican Day Parade, and um, if we got any more signatures, and how how that went. Well, we had uh, um, there was me and four people on the team, and we did get signatures. Well, what we got is, you know, we for those people that don't know. Uh, when we can actually start acquiring signatures to get on the New York ballot is the 10th of July. So we can't get signatures yet, but we did have people signing up yesterday to be supporters who could potentially be getting signatures once that uh, cycle kicks in. So we did get, um, uh, I don't know how many people, Gail, we got signed up that, that said they wanted to support. We also got lots of exposure in terms of passing out cards, um, the manifesto, yeah. the, the stickers, and yes, you know, and for me, yes. I got it. No, sorry. Yes, I was going to say, we did, we did get quite a bit, Consuelo, um, and that is something that we would definitely love to share with you. One of the things, Consuelo, since we are speaking today on the radio here about you know the BS of politics, um, yes. we would love to know. In addition to you know uh, that question, is is there anything that you have to share with our audience and our public out there? about your thoughts on the BS of politics and anything that Lachlan may have shared. Oh, no, I have nothing to share about it. I'm just more interested in what the candidate has to. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then the uh, the other thing was is that, you know, in marching in the parade, you know, we had two big banners that we marched with. One was, you know, Lachlan for president with the website. And then the other one thing was, and this was uh, – uh, was, you know, campaign for context. And, you know, as you're marching down all those blocks down Fifth Avenue and you see all these, you know, huge crowds on either side of the street, you're probably thinking, okay, these people, you know, what are they going to think when they see campaign for context? But but it gets in there. Do you know what I mean? It's like at least the word got in there and the pictures that got taken and the news crews and everything is that, that somewhere out there, it's going to spark something that somebody's going to say, well, what is this business context? Maybe they'll look to the website. Maybe they'll see something. And so the things that we're really um, passionate about in this country, and again, I'll use the, the immigration issue just because it's so front and, you know, front and center and very much in the kind of in the, the background of the parade yesterday, even though obviously it wasn't, you know, they're in the parade. But, you know, Consuelo, I think, you know, there was a, there was a no-frisk float, Right. There was, you know, there was there there was still the there was the political and the kind of social 
relevance that was in the parade, even though the parade is a celebration. But if you look at immigration, there's a particular context. You know, there's nothing that brings out kind of that innate you or meanness in people and that we're fundamentally not the same and that we're fundamentally are different and are separate than the issue of immigration. Yep. Right? Yep. So how do you explain, you know, how do you explain context? Well, how we explain context is that is that is that is to give a new kind of mindset in which to deal with the issue of immigration other than the ones that we've got, one that we have, which is are you one of us, are you one of them? Right. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Because um, that's what is, are you one of us and one of them? And you can, and I'll tell you, you can hear it. You could kind of sense it a bit when Obama won. You can sense it here, but you know, there's this. You can hear this kind of underlying sense of that what used to be the majority is getting a bit freaked out because they're quote unquote losing the place. But nobody, but nobody's talking about that. And I don't even want to talk about it like there's something wrong with those people. It's just that's what's going to be naturally there when when the country is viewed as, no, this is really for us, even though we say we're for everybody, it's really for us. These are the real Americans. And then there's everybody else. Yeah. Which, so, just, which, just, which just is inconsistent with how it was set up when the founding documents were written. Got it. Um, so is it just a matter of continuing to talk about, to put the issues in that kind of a context? I think it is. I think it's, I think it's, it's how you start to talk about it is what's at play that people aren't talking about that, that is have a, has a real, that kind of keeps the way that we're working with the issue stuck. Okay, well, I would love to hear. Unfortunately, I have to go, but um, I would okay. love to hear a formulation from you guys um, in terms of how to listen to the current debate. You, you mentioned there's a float for stop, stop, and frisk. That's so awesome. I wish I'd yes. seen that. Um, yes. You know, in terms of as the, the, this is one of the heights of the bullshit of politics right now in New York yes. City. Yes, yes. Uh, and Commissioner Kelly is saying that, uh, and they had a whole group of black, um, uh, I don't know actually who they were, but saying that um, that they've, they've uh, that Kelly has established a commission to um, the police between the police and the community, so that they're really working together, which is just uh-huh. complete because they're not listening to each other, and. Right. Um, it would be really interesting to see how that issue in which um, Kelly has really hunkered down into insisting that they continue, you know, just wanton stops and searches of people, kids. That's right. right. Yes. Um, so I would love to to hear how you could frame that in the context that would be more productive. Okay. All right, great. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank, well, thank you, Consuelo. Thank you very much for calling. Thank you. Awesome, yeah, Gail. Nice to meet you again.
<laughs> yes. Okay. And we hope to have Bye. you on again. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, yes. Well, Lachlan, that was a very interesting conversation, don't you think? No, I think it's it's so powerful, right, because it, it takes the whole business of, you know, it's all in there, right, discrimination, you know, right. the domination, submission, like the whole business of the current condition, it's just so illuminated. And if, and if we could just stop all the madness for a moment and just get, okay, what really does underlie this thing? You know, maybe it's just that people are scared, you know, maybe whatever that is, right, and start to address that, because especially in New York City, I mean, in New York City, 38% of the people that, of New York City residents were born in another country, so we, we are the, we are the model for the world, I mean, one of the reasons I live in New York City is because I want to be in the middle of, I want to be in the heart of the action, I mean, and we are the model for the world in getting this stuff worked out. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So you know, Walker, you know, you know, off the top of the cup from even what Consuelo shared. Okay. Yes. Yes. The question I have for you is: We have the no press rule. Getting, you know, having our candidates take a look, really. Okay. Yes. About what's out here, and you know, connecting with people in their various communities, these people who vote them into office, okay? Yes. And yes. vote them into office to make a difference in the local communities, to the regional communities, to our, um, you know, our overall national community as a whole. Yes. What do yes. you personally think, you know, when you talk about the BS of politics, what's missing, yes. Lachlan? Why are our voters well, and our campaign and our candidates not connecting with each other? Okay, well, you know, I always, you know, that we the people are the ones that have the power. So that's how this place was designed is we've got the power and then the elect, the officials, the government was set up to ensure that we have the power. I mean, that's literally how the place was set up. And so one of the things that I'm going to accuse us, and I'll include myself as a voter, is that we as voters have gotten lazy. And we've settled for voting. And and I don't mean to diminish voting, and voting is, you know, an amazing opportunity and a privilege, and it's just, it you know, it is in a major way how we get to make a difference in terms of the government is who we vote for. But to vote based, to vote as the person accountable, not to vote as the person who hopes that who gets in will make it better for me. That's where we've gotten lazy, and that's where kind of the, the, the context, as we talk about it, has shifted, is that I've given the government my power. Mm-hmm. So, so in terms of, you know, like, like, like Consuelo said, with the, uh, you know, with the stop and frisk policy or with the immigration policy or wh- whatever it is. And, and, again, it's not my job as a candidate to tell you what's important to you. As a voter, you know what's really important to you. But what helps me as a candidate is when you as a voter, and, again, I'm, I'm doing the work on my own, so I don't want to take away from what I should be doing. But when I, any time I can get the facts as a voter, I've got power. 
And when we talk about the BS of politics, the BS that I'm speaking to is that you, for the most part, don't get the facts. You know, the Democrats are saying the economy is on the upswing. The Republicans are saying it's not. And again, it's not about which, who's right or wrong. It's not the Democrats are good and the Republicans are bad or any of that. But you're only going to get the facts spun the way the candidate that's telling them to you thinks you want to hear so that they'll vote, so that you'll vote for them. So what you've got to do, and, it, and it's work, I don't want to take away from it is work to get the facts when pretty much everything, including the news media, is designed to spin them. So, and I don't mean all news media, but for the most part, the <clears throat> corporate news media, that's kind of how it works. So um, the more you can get the facts, the more you can get what's spent. You know, I got into the, you know, just as an example, okay, because the stop and frisk deal in New York is a major, you know, hot issue and people have been talking to me about it. And so I started, you know, having to get some facts and, and, you know, to, to, when you hear things like when you actually get the facts called that, that New York city spends $75 million a year prosecuting um, marijuana possession. Okay. When in fact it was decriminalized. Okay. You see? So now, I don't know what I'm going to do about that, but I'm, as a voter, am much more equipped when I've now got that fact and I've started digging because now when I go to my candidate or when I go to my state senator or when I go to my congressman or congresswoman, when I'm equipped with the facts, then I'm like, okay, this is what's happening. What's your plan? And you've got to force the politician, myself included, into what's the actual plan to take so that as a voter, one, I've got the actual facts in front of me, and then I've got the person in front of me telling me this is my plan. It's not a Republican plan. It's not a Democratic plan. It's not an anything plan. It's simply this is the plan. And then I can look intelligently as a voter and say, all right, is this plan of action, do I see it as actually accomplishing what I, as the voter with the power, sees needed accomplished in this issue. And if it isn't, I don't, they don't get the vote. Or then there's the next conversation to have or the next piece of research or the next town hall to go to or the next committee meeting or the next petition to start or whatever it is. But I'm the one that's driving it. I'm not, I've not turned everything over to the politician that's saying, oh, vote for me. I'll make it better. Well, Rockwood, let me ask you this. Let's yeah. use the new press. Let's use the no press rule in New York as an example yeah. of the, the no BS yeah. politics. Okay. Uh-huh. As, a, as a candidate, as a candidate yourself, all right. Yes. What yes. actions would you take with the voter of any community in New York? Okay, and that of the police department. How how would you best see that the voter in the community to take an active participation and get the facts, while at the same time. Uh, creating that partnership with the police department so that they are not yes. only listening to one another, but they are taking yes. actions together in partnership. Well, how would you see that, uh, you know, playing out? Okay, well, right. Well, again, this is just, you know, as I said, off the, off the cuff here, but um, one of the things, you know, Consuelo mentioned the, uh, you know, the, the citizen and police kind of um, – 
steering committee or I don't, advisory group. I, I don't know what the, the, the term is, okay, but I would get very much into that to find out what the heck's going on. And I'd actually, you know, see what I could do, like get transcripts, get, you know, talk to somebody that actually knows what that is, and I would get into that and find out what's actually happening. See, one of the things I think that that's um, – well, anyway, that's the first thing that came in terms of an action, all right? The other thing, and, and I would dig into the facts. I would dig and I would get into the, you know, to some degree, which I already have. To a large degree, I haven't. And I would get, I would do all the research that I could, and the Internet's great for this. Um, what is actually happening? i just Google no frisk. And I'd actually get into what are the actual facts, what are the statistics, you know, what is the... You know, is it is it accurate what I've heard that nine out of ten of the people who are stopped and frisked are people of color? I mean, that that's the statistic that I've gotten, and that ninety percent of who is stopped and frisked end up there was no there was no actually there was no crime there was nothing right, and um, but I think the people see this is where the people are smart. The people are smarter than the politicians, and I'll count myself as a politician here. People are much smarter than the politicians give them credit for. Because people know that this whole stop and frisk thing is a ruse. It isn't about security. It isn't about safety. It isn't about, well, this is just the freedom that you've got to give up so that we can all be safe. Or at least there's a very, very um, heavy distrust of if that's the deal. But take that distrust, and rather than just having it be something that you're distrustful about, actually get in there and get the facts. But the facts, not from from some kind of emotional response, but really, what is it this is, this is designed to do? Is the design, for, first of all, um, true to what the country was founded on? And then, is it actually is the implementation of it actually fulfilling what it was designed to do? But you're going to have you're going to have to get into it. Voters are going to have to get their heads kind of out of the sand, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but to whatever they've kind of said, okay, well, politics is for them, or the government's out there, or somebody else will take care of it. No, take a look around. This is what it looks like when they take care of it. It is not working. It just isn't working. And you've got to get into it and take that first small step, you know, get some facts, get, and then Get with your congressman, get with your congresswoman, get with whoever you've got as your state representative and, and actually have a conversation. Make an appointment and sit down with them. Write them a letter. Send them a fax, but, but have it be a conversation. Don't just send it and let it go. Get a response back. What are you doing about this? Get five other people that you know that have the same position that you've got about it and you know, get that five-person coalition. Five people is a lot of people to one politician if they get a letter about something. And make sure that you make sure that you get your voice known because the government works for you. The police work for you. They do not work for the mayor. You know, and when you've got a mayor in New York that's saying that he's got the sixth largest, you know, police force in the world or whatever, you know, it's like it makes people a little a little queasy. And it's nothing against him. But these folks work for us. Okay. That's what I. That's what I'd say. You know, one of the other areas, Lachlan, and I was wondering, and in, in, in this question is, 
you know, in the community, would you also advise that people who are interested, the voters, who are interested yes. in talking to their government constituents, you know, the people that are there to serve their communi- communities and also us nationally, yes. would you say that they should also get out and, you know, put a note for a school, if it's affecting their community, get out and talk to the people themselves that have been affected yes. by it so that they can bring that to the, you know, to the attention oh, of the absolutely. absolutely. Absolutely, or get those people to, to make those kind of communications. It, it, there's nothing more powerful than when you're, when you're talking to one of the affected individuals themselves. You know, I know people that have been, you know, followed into their apartment and handcuffed. I know people that have been detained from, pro, you know, that were, you know, riding a bicycle and pulled, o- pulled over and detained for two days without an attorney. You know, I know those people. Hmm. Okay. Do you think that we also, you know, whether it's a no first school, whether it's even, let's say, education, you know, like let's say another area, let's yes. give you another example of education, Laughlin, yes. where it's, for yes. instance, um, the, you're, in, you're in a community that, it can even be a wealthy community, it could be a middle class community, it could be a, a, a more urban community, but something in your, something in the schools are not being served, you know, um, yes. Yes. The teachers are not at the par. Our teachers are not being supported properly. Our government is trying to break the teachers themselves and to, and to right. teach our children in impossible ways. All right. Yes. What, yes. As a as a as a candidate who is looking at it from a political view, from a political view, from yes. the BS of politics, how do you yes. think? That, how do you, how would you give us an example of how it plays out with voters and also um, voters and the, the government itself in the BS of politics. How is that affected with oh, education? I could. Well, the first thing the first thing I would do is that I would bring a healthy distrust to what the politics politicians are saying. And I and I mean a healthy distrust as in they're not you're not going to get the real facts. You're going to get what's going to in their mind skew you to vote for them. And again, not as any attack on a politician, it's just the, the condition that politics currently lives in, which is not about who's best to serve. It's about how do I win? So um, you're not going to get the straight story from the politician. You're going to get the straight story from digging yourself. You know, you're going to get the straight story from exploring what kind of news medias or outlets that, you know, and again, and again it, you know, you can get, the story's going to be skewed all different kinds of ways. You're going to get people that you go into education, for example, and you're going to get, you're going to get, you know, people that are going to skew the story, you know, pro-union. You're going to get people that are going to skew the story pro-administration. You're going to get all that. And you have to be able to sift through all that without kind of getting all emotionally upset about it and say, no, I just want to know the facts. Let me, like, for the, fa- for the facts, like, what's the class size in my district? How many kids are in a class? Let's just get the facts like that. How many kids are in a class? Okay, good. You know, what's the competency level of the teachers in the district? Or what, but things that you can actually get facts about. You know, what's the recidivism rate? of the teachers in the district. What like what let me get a picture for myself as a voter 
as someone who's committed to education, let me get enough of the facts so that I can become educated in the area that I'm, that I'm passionate about. Then I'm going to go to, the, I'm going to go to whoever it is in my government that I'm going to go to or the school board or whatever, but I'm going to be armed with the facts, not just an upset that's there out of some generalization that I've heard called, oh, the teachers are lousy, oh, or the unions are crazy, or the kind of things that people talk about. And I'm going to go there, and I'm going to say, okay, good, with these facts, who's got the plan, what's got the plan, is there a plan? Maybe I'll find that there really isn't any plan, but that you become someone who, look, you're someone who's going to be listened to. You're someone with the facts. You're someone who's got a commitment, and you as someone who loves the people, because, again, one of our one of our fundamental stands in this campaign is, is that at some point you've got to take the stand for yourself called this is mine. It's not the government's. It's mine. And if education's mine, what are the facts that I need to equip myself with and what conversations do I, st- do I need to start having with who to start to move it in the direction of what I'm committed to? Because I think ultimately everybody's committed to the same thing. You want your kids to have a great education. But it's when all the BS filters in and it all becomes about who's got the power, who doesn't have the power, that it just gets gummed up. So we're just trying to get kind of enough of the smoke cleared of the BS and the propaganda and the posturing and the politicking and all of that so that you as a voter can get a clear picture of this is what's happening in this area that I'm committed to and how can I how could I generate an alliance or a partnership with the people in government, you know, with the people in the school district? How can I generate that kind of a partnership with them so that my voice can really start to get heard? Because that's why politicians are there, to get my voice heard, not to tell me what to do. You know, um, Lachlan, and, you know, one of the things I know you've said, even on your website, LachlanForPresident.com, Yes. So the, the context of uh, politics and in the broader sense of humanity, but we'll yes. stick with politics to the context of sincerity, where what matters yes. is that one is perceived as presidential, where one appears to be a good person, a moral person, a safe person, where what matters yes. is that one is sincere, well-meaning, heartfelt. Can you, you know, just in that statement alone, okay, where I haven't read the yeah. whole thing, everyone. Sure, Can you sure, share with sure. Us what do you mean by that? Well, we mean by what I mean by that is that, and I use a very real example that I think everybody can can relate to. So, it should be pretty obvious to everybody that, for the most part, and again, I am not picking on politicians, but I happen to be in the political arena now, so it's you know kind of my uh, environment here. But politicians don't have much problem lying. Seems to be pretty easy. And and I think people in general, to some degree, you know, you you know, push comes to shove, whatever, and, you know, there's the reasons and the justifications and everything. But, you know, politicians lie. And uh and I remember as a kid, you know, the first first one that I really remember is I, I remember, I'm old enough, right, that I remember Richard Nixon looking into the television and saying, you know, the American people need to know that their president is not a crook, right? Looked right into the camera and by, boy, that was really something, right? And you remember Bill Clinton looking into the camera and saying, I did not have relations with that woman, right? And you just, time and time and time again, 
we have seen politicians just flat out lie. So they don't that seems to come pretty easy. What doesn't come easy at all and what go, what kicking and screaming is actually admitting, "Wow, I lied." Now, when enough of the facts come out that it's undeniable, then they'll finally cop to it. And, that, and there's a dynamic in that. It's not that people are bad, but it's because when what matters more than anything is my reputation, when what matters more than anything is that I'm well thought of, when what matters more than anything is that I don't fall from grace in your perception of me, then what it gives is is that I'm going to do and say what keeps my reputation intact, not what actually works, not what has things work, not what gets things moving, not what um, kind of allows for uh, a kind of environment where we can really produce results, because for that you need the facts and the truth. So that's why... You know, kind of when we talk about the general condition of politics is that everybody kind of knows, you know, as the voters, we really know that what we're getting is some version that's been run through 15 focus groups and all their advisors and the speech writers, you know, that's going to come out having that politician look as good to as many different, you know, demographics as possible, as many different ethnicities, as many different you know, socioeconomic backgrounds. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be the thing to say that lands kind of the, the least offensive or whatever it is to the most people. And to come out and say, I lied to you, that doesn't look good. And that's why it doesn't happen. Um, you know, what, one of the things that's really refreshing, Lachlan, is that I think that we can count on you as a candidate, all right, who will yes. say what there is to say, even if you know that a lot of people won't like it? Yes. Yeah, and I, I think because it's, it's just time. I think it's time for that, and I think it's it's you know it's how it works. I mean, boy, I just you know I, I it's it's how our country works. This it, is not the country was not based on popularity. You know, it was it was based on this. You know, this experiment that got created called, wow, how is it that we can, we can kind of make up this country? How can we establish a country, a, a, a union of states? How can we establish this place where what we're saying is, is that, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for everyone actually is a reality? Well, you know, one of the other things I think, you know, bringing back the, you know, the Puerto Rican Day Parade, okay, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. marching down, you know, I, I heard so many people when they spoke about your team and you marching in the parade, oh, wasn't it loud, yeah. wasn't it boisterous? And, you know, what I shared with them is, is being at the parade myself and watching the people there is that the people were just genuinely happy just to celebrate life and celebrate one yeah. another. Yes, exactly, and, exactly. And so, you know, with that said, I think that if we can have a parade, you know, I think a lot of people do not know that as well as there's a parade to support the culture of another, okay, whether yes, it's the yes. Puerto Rican culture, the Asian culture, the black culture, Caucasian culture, whatever it is, 
One yes, of the yes. things that is really prevalent is that we don't know that in those parades, different organizations are being seen in representation of their very, very local grassroots communities. Mm. Mm. When you when you spoke about the no frisk rule, okay? Yeah. That yes. that no frisk float that that is really connected with however it's seen in that community. Absolutely. Or if we, Absolutely. Or if we see your con you know, your campaign for context or even let's say for existing health plus. Health plus is for the yeah. very urban person who cannot afford the other areas of health insurance that others can. So yeah. when we look at when we look at those areas and see someone like you, the everyday person who's taking the courage to run for presidency or run for right. president where you're not a multi billionaire, but you're really That's a for stand sure. for the a really the stand for the people. How was yes. that for you? And I know you've shared it was great, it was awesome and everything, but how was it really for you walking in a parade where you are really connected with the people? I mean, you weren't just, you know, <laughs> saying, oh, I'm walking with the people. You were walking with people who really are connected to the community of the person next door. How was that for yes. you to have what you said you would do play out with people and it wasn't just a sign <clears throat> being carried? How was that for you connecting with people? Well, I, I, I mean, it was, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's authentically moving. It's authentically moving. I think it's just so moving to be in the presence of someone's real humanity, whoever it is, you know, the, whatever that is, just that when, that to, in that connection between people that's there, that, you know, when I'm with a person like that, I find myself more of myself, and they find themselves more of themselves, and we both kind of, it's a weird way to say it, I think, but we kind of both get bigger, and we both kind of, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, it's love. It's just, there doesn't, I don't know what else to say. It's just that, that, that experience of oneness and of, of just really, really what it is to be with another human being, I just think is the most just the most moving thing and to be in a parade where there are just blocks and blocks and I mean you know I was especially lucky when I got to kind of be uh, between two groups that they were both dancing right so, so I mean how lucky could you get right and just the, the 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 look in people's eyes and just the celebration and the you know and and again kind of the total lack of the kind of concern that, you know, you could imagine that that person kind of might go through their day with, like, is this the day I'm going to be stopping frisked? You know, is this the day, you know, is this going to be the day that, that some element of discrimination is going to happen to me or an element of discrimination is going to happen to my son and I'm going to have to explain it away or tell him that it's okay? I mean, but the, the, the total absence of that and just to be in the presence of the, the celebration and joy just that it is to be a human being in this country and to be that kind of that, that, that particular, that kind of, the, the, you know, the Latino, the Puerto Rican, to be that, that even you know, kind of more distinct expression of what it is to be an American because an American was never meant to be all the same. Yes, we are at the heart of an American, but this was always about that we welcomed everyone's distinct expression because it's going to be distinct and we're going to celebrate it for being distinct. We're not going to, you know, okay, we're not going to pull it over and handcuff it. 
We're going to celebrate it. We want it to we want it to be the most fullest expressed that it can be in being in America, not have it be suppressed to be like everybody else. So I just thought the whole spirit and the celebration of the humanity I just found to be just incredibly moving and inspiring. You know, you touched on something, Lachlan, that I don't want to get away from. You said about the no first rule, and it's not that our audience members that we are harping on the no first rule, but since one of our callers, Consuelo, brought it up, it's an, a great opportunity to look at the BS of politics. You know, here yeah. it is. You said you don't want to have to, you know, that person's day where that mother may have yeah. to explain a way to a young man or young woman that, you know, you're Spanish, you may have, and we don't want to say all, but you may have been pulled over for no first rule because you're Hispanic, okay? And let's That's say right. that That's there's right. a situation right. a situation where there's some relevancy to that. You know, yeah. what I would ask and you the, is... And, the no, and the, just, to, just to be clear, you know, the, the no frisk, you don't get pulled over because of the no frisk. The no frisk is really a community outpouring against the frisking policy. Yes, I'm, I'm very clear. Thank you. And, okay, and thank you for no, no, I just want to make Yeah, yes, thank and you. And thank you for making it most important. Thank you for making that clear for our audience, okay? Yeah, good, um, good. So, yeah, because they may not be, you know, like for others who are listening in other states, they may not know what that is. And That's right, exactly. So, you know, when when we look at that, all right, when we look at that, 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 that policy in general as an example, you know, yes. How does the mother in her community work together with the local person that she put, she voted in place, okay? I yep. know you spoke about yep. this earlier, but I think this part is very important, Lachlan. How does the mother yep. in that community, whose son or daughter may have gone through that, all right, and it's, and it's found to yep. be the truth, and they now are talking to their local politician, all right, as yep. an example, yep. and Let's say the immigration policies, whatever. She doesn't speak English well enough, but she has voted that person into office. How does right. she communicate her personal experience of what has happened right. to her child and the impact of that experience on her child's life? Yeah, exactly, and, that, and that's what people have to do. And I know we're wrap, I know we're wrapping up the show here, but what you're saying is exactly what there is that 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 mother who takes the power back. Because it's her power, the power of a mother, the power of a voter, the power of, you know, uh, Puerto Rican American, the power of whatever that is, whoever that is, right? Mm-hmm. To start to start start to take action, work in real partnership with the government to have things go the way they see it needs to go. And, and that's what I want to say is that Lawson is really talking about audience members is not against the government, not against the police force not against no. any community. But the matter of is what partnerships are going to be created to solve the issue, not to talk about the issue, and most importantly, community, our community, the people in yeah. our community. Um, Lachlan, you've spoken about this, and I just want to mention it to them, is that about taking responsibility in your community for the way things have gone and what you have seen and where there's some complaints yeah. made, taking yeah. ownership of that, and not as you've made yourself wrong or done anything wrong, and then now what right. actions and steps are you going to take with your local politicians to work together right. with them, let them know what's going on in your community and what change they are going to effectively make Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we have to end, Gail. Okay. So um, what is it that you'd like to say to our audience members before leaving? 
No, just that that um, I said it. You know, I said it. It's okay. uh, it's yours. This is your government. It's your deal. And um, where you see the BS, it's your make it your business to get to the facts. So, audience members, we want to thank you for being on with us again this week with lunch with Lachlan, and look forward to having him on the show next week. And thank you again, Lachlan. Thank you so much, Gail. Okay. Okay. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.